encounter, hold on. Uh, when I was a child, I used to love it this time of year because school was out and we'd go to Six Flags. I'd love it every year because I could not wait to see all the new roller coasters that were being introduced and try to ride on the roller coaster. It was exciting to know that the roller coasters would go fast and they would go up and down and all around and have you spinning out of control and feeling like you have lost your mind. That's what it's like when you're riding a roller coaster. But Six Flags had this one roller coaster that was the very first that they ever had. They called it the shockwave. And the shockwave didn't spin you around or anything, but it took you up real high inched along and you could wait with anticipation as you went up the roller coaster. And then when it got to the edge and you started to go down, you felt like you were losing your mind as the speed picked up. And you felt like your stomach was coming out of your throat because it was going so fast you couldn't control it. But all you could do is try to hold on. You could try to hold and grip till your palms became sweaty and your hands began to shake. That's right. But the truth is that no matter how long you hold on, your grip can't sustain you. For you see, I remember the old checks and balances that they had as they started the roller coaster that they would make sure that you were the right height. You know, the first time I, I went, I couldn't go because I was too short. And I, I wondered about why they had these restrictions, but I learned that these restrictions are in place so the roller coaster safety devices can hold on to you. Well, what am I trying to say? Sometimes in life, when life goes up and down and have you twisting all around and make you feel like you, about to lose your mind and you're trying to hold on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your grip just isn't enough, so you need something to hold on to you. Yeah. Yes. While I came to encourage you to hold on, I, I want you to know that this text is about God really holding on to us. For Jesus said that nobody's able, yes. nothing is able to pluck those out of my hand, those who are in me. So I want you to know that our experience with the love of God is not based on who we are. Yes. Sometimes we get it twisted. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that it's because of who we are that we have experienced God's love in such a way. Yeah. But the text wants us to know that it's because God is who God is. Yes. Yes. That we can, that he holds on to us for if you keep on reading. The book of Romans deals with the question of those who wanted to say that those who had abandoned God yeah. ought to be discarded. But it lets us know that even though folk have left God, yes. God has never left us. So we, we find out that in the rough, tough situations of life, it's the love of God, the love of Christ, the love of God through Jesus Christ that holds on to us. Yeah. That's right. Somebody wonders, how can I survive the life's Roughest situations. How can I survive when I feel like giving up? How can I hold on when I feel like letting go? How can I stay standing when I want to sit down? How can I keep going when all I want to do is give up? That's right. yes. 
It's only because God's love never fails for us. It's only because of the fact that wherever we are, we experience the love of Christ. And so we find in these situations that, that the author suggests to us that we ought to wonder what is able to separate God's love for us. Right. It's in these moments that we have to encounter that we need to start focusing on our current situation and start focusing on God. Yeah. You see, the truth is that many times we find ourselves in situations and troubles and Trials and situations and all of our focus is on what we're going through. But the writer says that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. I, I, I want you to know that whatever it is in your life, I picked this particular passage through this, the Living Bible, because it suggests that we often wonder when we experience the roughest and the most dramatic times of life, we often wonder, is it because God does not love us anymore? We often wonder, is it because God has given up on us that we find ourselves in these situations? We often wonder, has God abandoned us and thrown us to the wolves? But it is in this particular passage that we find that when we focus on God, we ain't got time to think about that. If you, you don't believe me, go back and look at Peter. When Peter was walking, and, and in fact, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to walk on the water towards you. And sometimes in life, we have to wonder when we're going through situations, Lord, if it's you, we can't see the answer. Lord, if it's you, tell me to walk out on water. And Peter stepped out of the boat and began to walk on water and, and, and he did something that even the other disciples in the boat could not realize. Peter stepped and walked on water. Yeah. But the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to focus on the wind and the waves, he began to sink. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus, the one who told him to step out on the water, the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, the one who told him to come to him walking on the water, he began to sink. The moment he began to see the wind. Did you catch that? The moment he began to see the invisible force that was standing before, between him and Jesus, he began to sink. And I just wonder how many of us are stopped by the fact of some invisible force, something we cannot see, something that gets in our way that causes us to take our eyes off of Jesus. And the moment we take our eyes off of Jesus, we began to sink. Well, I, I, I want us to know that this text wants us to know that the, the, the love of Christ does not prevent bad situations from happening. As I read this text, I wondered why is it that those who love God, those who are loved by God, have to endure such situations that the writer says nothing is able to separate us from the love of God. I, I wonder how is it it's not a new question. The psalmist raised it when he said he looked at the folk that were prospering that wasn't trying to live right. That's right. Yeah. Why is it that those of us who are 
trying out there that seemed to be struggling with the worst of life situation. And, and, and I came to the same answer that the psalmist said, that though our steps are made firm by the Lord and he delights in our way, though we stumble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Though, though we fall sometimes. Though, though like Peter, when we take our eyes off of Jesus, we lose our footing. And we begin to slip. We stumble along. Even though our steps are ordered by the Lord, we fall sometimes. Even though our steps are ordered by the Lord, we struggle sometimes. Even though our steps are ordered by the Lord, we feel like we cannot make it and we stumble along the way. But even then, we do not fall where we cannot get up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Because he holds us. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Up. Yes. With his hand. I, I find that in many times of life, in many times of these situations, we are quick to take ourselves out of the hand of God. We, we are quick to pray, Lord, take this from me. Lord, remove this from me. Lord, get me out of this struggle. But every now and then we find that in the struggle, we find God. We may not find him how we want him, but in the struggle we find God because here is what the prophet Isaiah says, as you feel like you're giving up, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees and say to the Lord, those who are of a fearful heart, be strong and do not fear. Yes. Here is your God and he will come and save you. Well, we find God in these situations because we know that God will come and save us. We know that God will intervene on our behalf and so we keep ourselves wrapped up and tied up in the love of Christ. So that when life gets at its worst, we get the best of God. When we feel like life has dealt us a wrong hand, we get the best of God. When we feel like Life has thrown us up and down and all around. We get the best of God for the writer describes the love of Christ. Yes, that none of this is able to separate us because he died for us. That is the best of God. That, that even though we were messed up, yeah. even though we were broken, the, the writer says before this that while we were sick. I don't think you caught that yet. While we were sinners, in due time, he died for the ungodly. While we were messed up, while we were broken, and, and sometimes we feel like we got to wait to get it right. Sometimes we feel like only the righteous are able, but I want you to know that sometimes I'm messed up. Sometimes I'm broken. Sometimes I need to know that while I'm in a situation, while I'm being battered and bruised, while I'm a sinner, he died for me. That is the best of God. That even when I tried to walk away from God, God did not walk away from me. That is the best of God. Even in my struggles, when I want to say, Lord, take me out of this mess, I, I, the best of God is that God is with me. That's what the psalmist meant when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he goes on to talk about how the Lord is with him. When you're in wolf country, when all of the stuff around you seems like you want to tell you apart, God is with you. So he holds on to us. 
So we find that like the psalmist said that I looked at my situation and I, I, I can say surely those who are righteous will be all right. Surely those who wear their crosses and go to church every Sunday with their Bible tucked under their arms, surely they will be all right. Surely the folk who never talk about anybody, surely the folk who always singing, I'm blessed, they will be all right. But here, I, I, I feel like my foot on no slip. When I thought about the fact that those who are wicked are prospering, my foot almost slipped and I wanted to walk away from God. I wanted to distance myself from God. I wanted to get as far away from God, the God who would reign on the just as well as the unjust. I, I wanted to get as far away from that God. Then the psalmist comes back around and said, it's good for me to be near God. That, that's the word I want to leave for you here today, that it's good for you to be near God. It's good for you to know that the Lord is with you in the midst of your struggle. It's good for you to know that God is not abandoning you in the midst of your trials and tribulations. It's good for you to be near God. Because when you're near God, you know that the Lord is your refuge. And here is the trigger point you begin to talk about. Yeah. All of the works of God. Yeah. And when you begin to talk about all the works of God, you remember how the Lord delivered you. You remember how the Lord saved you. You remember how God made a way out of nowhere. You remember how he closed doors that no man can open. And he opened doors that no man can close after a while. You begin to believe that the Lord will make a way for you. After a while, you hear Jesus say, hear Paul say that you are more than conquerors. Through him who loved you. You are more than conquerors when you begin to talk about the God that is greater than your situation. You are more than a conqueror when you begin to tell everybody and tell yourself that the God I serve sits high and looks low. When you begin to tell yourself and others that the Lord will make a way somehow, when you begin to talk about the works of God, you have your parade after you had a victory. You begin to tell the Lord Thank you. But here's what I want you to know. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the trial, while you feel like you want to walk away from God, you ought to keep his praises on your lips because when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, when you think about the fact that God has never left you nor forsaken you, when you think about the fact that even when the struggle gets real, God is right there with you. When you begin to think about it, you begin to talk about the fact that God has watched, watched over me. You begin to celebrate the fact that I've got a reason to tell the Lord thank you. Even though I hadn't made it out of this right now, I've got a reason to tell the Lord thank you. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes 
Life throws us up and down. Sometimes it twists us, twists us all up and makes yeah. us feel yeah. like giving up. Even though our grip is being loosened, even though we can't hold on much longer, it's because he holds on to us. It's because he keeps his hand on us. It's because he never leaves us alone. We get ready to extend the invitation. I want to challenge us. Because sometimes, like the little kid that's learning how to ride the bike, we want to declare we can do it all by ourselves. Yep. And so we tell God to take the training wheels off and to remove his hand mm. and to let us pedal on our own. But even when we think we can do it all by ourselves, God is still running us alongside of us. Yeah. That when we get ready to fall, He catches us. I want you to know that you can't do it without God. You ought to be glad that God holds on to you. Because life gets tough sometimes and it feels like we can't make it. But the Lord holds on to us. As we stand and extend the invitation on today, I want to invite those of you who you all notice we didn't do an altar prayer yet. Because we often forget. We move on to the next situation. We move on to the next challenge. And we often forget how the Lord has brought us out of the last situation, the last challenge. And so I want to invite you to just come to the altar to tell God thank you. I want to invite you to come to the altar and tell the Lord that I don't see, that even though I don't see my way out of this situation, and I know the challenges are great sometimes. But I want you to keep holding on to me. Yes, Lord. My foot almost slipped. That's right. But it's because of his grace. Because of his mercy. Yes, Lord. That I did not fall. That's right.